All right, welcome back. My name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. And uh, welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. And we are talking about one of my favorite topics in the world. Me? Um, you're my favorite. This is ah. my second favorite. Okay. Whew, that was a close one. I <laughs> took you off guard. Yeah. Um, sports. Okay. Sports. We're going to talk about fantasy football. Oh, fun. We're going to talk about um, how we as parents either encourage or maybe push our kids and the difference between those two words. Okay. We're going to talk about some famous athletes that have had troubling experience with their parents because they pushed them too hard. Okay. You're going to have to pull those people out because I don't know those those sports figures. I have done my research. Oh, good. And then um, if there's time, we're going to talk about airplanes. That seems to fit perfectly well with sports. Of course. No, um, it does, though. Actually, when you said that you wanted to discuss issues in regards to sports, mm-hmm. I felt like this fit a little um, bit. Can you move your leg just a little bit so no. I can get my leg out? Because I'm uncomfortable. Okay. There we go. Is that better? That's much better. Are you better. comfortable now? Now we are going to have a good podcast. Okay. Now, should we take a breath? Take a breath. <sighs> All right. That okay. actually felt better. Um, so, um, first of all, our first partner is HelpingHandsMadeServices.com. And I think they come today and to they, yes, our house. Yes. And I'm very happy about that. Yes, because you're going to be doing other things while other people are cleaning our oh, house. That's just, that seems like the hugest luxury in the world, doesn't it? Especially for moms. It really is. And But anyway, I'm excited Helping about HelpingHandsMadeServices.com. Their phone number is 630-530-1324. So... All right, so I came up with this idea because um, it started out actually with a thing that happened last week. Our our partner, Jeremy, yes. who owns Avid, came over to our house to drop something off, and he was sick. Yes, and, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And he was sick, and so I said, that stinks. He's just going to go to bed. He's like, no, I got a baseball game tonight. I'm like, oh, okay. So that didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. So I came into the kitchen and had the exact same conversation. First of all, he looked horrible. No, he looked horrible, and I was in the office, and I could hear him coughing. Right. So I came in, and the ironic part, well, and we'll probably get into this, but our neighbor, our friend Mark, was sick too. Yes. So I, I came in and said something like, gosh, everybody's sick, Jeremy. What's wrong with you? And he's like, oh, I feel awful. I mean, he looked at me, he goes, I just feel awful. He looked awful. He felt awful. And I said... Um, I go, well, are, do you have any more stops after this? And he goes, not not much. And I said, good, so you can go home and sleep. He goes, oh, no, I can't do that. I have a softball game. And that seemed and, very normal to me. And I said, "That's you don't have to go to a softball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he's not a professional athlete. Right. This, this is, is a like, luxury. I said, you, can, you should go home and sleep. I'm kind of being a mother. And he started laughing. Mm-hmm. And then you started laughing. Well, here's the deal. And I don't think this is a men-women thing, although I think more men would... Um, maybe uh, attest to this a little bit more than maybe some women, but if you committed to a game with your friends, I mean, unless you are completely unable to play, you play. Right. So would it be better... What's that line of completely unable to play? If, if your body If he can't stand sick. up, he can't play. Okay. But if he can stand up, he can play. Okay. And he was standing up. All right. Because he had nine buddies counting on him. Right. It's not like it's an individual sport, like I'm going to go play golf and... Oh, I'm too sick, so I don't play golf. The, he has nine teammates that now maybe what he'll do is instead of going to the bar after the game, he'll go home. How but many, you don't miss the game. How many people do you need to play softball? Like uh, usually 10 because uh, there's short center, there's four outfielders, so 10. Oh, so if he didn't show up, there wouldn't be yeah. enough players. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, so you have a tendency to lose games if you don't have a full squad. All right. Well, and I hear that because I think there are some things in my life that I, as um, – 
as you know, that I would push through Mm -hmm. to get to. Like if I had committed to teach something or... But I say that, but if I was really sick, I'm rethinking, I wouldn't because it's not fair to everybody else to show up super sick. Because then, you know, and this is what I said to Jeremy. I go, you're not going to be able to give it your all. I go, you're not going to be able to hit. You're not going to be able to catch. And he goes, you have to be quiet because you're, you know, you're cursing me right right now. He goes, why are you saying this? My point was not to put him down it's to say you don't have what you need to bring to that game you need to sleep so you can be better for next week or for whenever the next game is and I'm not trying to be an idiot I know that um, sports are super important and the team element is certain is very important but I guess where's that line where the self-care piece comes in well here's the deal one is I texted him the next day and I said did you go four for four as we planned which (laughs) means did he get four hits right he didn't but he said he went three for four and he almost got a fourth one so somebody made a good play so first of all he did really well second of all the bottom line is my guess is he felt worse the next day because he didn't go home to sleep so he had my guess too there's no doubt about it but sometimes you have to pay your dues for the sake of the team so he basically, he put his friends and the team ahead of his ability to do a good job the next day. But here's the thing. Don't you think that's a morning of your life thing and not an afternoon of your life? And when, when I say morning of your life, I mean, that's something we learned when we're young. You know, you stick it out. You do what you have to do. You do it for the sake of the team. You, even if it, it's about hurting yourself, you, you show up and you get it done. And then as you get older, you realize that that's not maybe in everyone's best interest. Well, first of all, he's what, 30 what? He's young. He's a little bit younger yeah, than us. Yeah, he is. Okay. So I think if he was 10 years older, he might be a little bit less likely to go do, to that. do that. But yeah, okay. I agree with you. I think as you get older, you te- your perspectives change a little and bit. And it's not about becoming selfish. It's about realizing that what you just said is true, is if he decides to, to not go home and to go play that softball game, he's going to pay for it in a different way. Yes. Again, if his heart, if that's where his heart is and he's willing to pay mm-hmm. that price, who, who am I to say that he shouldn't do that? It's not a judgment of him. Right. It's just from my perspective. I would, and again, my work and my play blend into each other. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's all kind so of- it's all kind of the same thing. So, But there are certain things that I would say, you know what, this isn't in my best interest to go because if I don't sleep, then I, and you know what, this is the mothering thing too, Todd. I have to wake up in the morning, as do you. We, mm-hmm. We're teammates in this, but and beyond for the girls. Right. Make sure they get what they need. Make sure that I'm picking them up and being accessible to them. So to, to give my energy away to something other than that right. is... Um, and again, it's a balance because yeah. I have to give my energy to some things to get energy. Right. Yeah. We could just go round and round in circles. Right. So I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting how I thought it was very normal that Jeremy was going to play sick. And you're like, Jeremy, you're crazy. Well, and then our friend Mark next door said the exact same thing. He was going to go play football. Right. And he was telling me how sick he was. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, but I have to go play football. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Because we are macho. Is that it? Probably. Okay. What in definition of macho meaning you have to show that you're okay even when you're not? Yes. And don't you think that's a morning of your life thing? Don't you think that's just oh, like yes. don't cry? When I am you much feel... less macho today than I was ten years ago. You are. Yes. Okay. For goodness' sakes, I do yoga and other things that aren't something I did ten years ago. You're still pretty macho. You know what? <laughs> that word macho. macho sounds very eighties. It is. Doesn't what's, it? What's the new word for macho? I don't know. Very. Uh, cool. I don't know. Cool. No, that's very fancy. All right. So here's the deal. Um, I want to talk about famous athletes okay. who have told stories about how their parents pushed them. Okay. And why that was a good thing. Pushed them into sports. Pushed them into sports. Really, kind of pushed them along to make sure that they were as successful as possible. 
Okay. Um, and I'm going to bring up a, a famous, uh, not fame, well, semi-famous football player named Todd Marinovich, and I'll tell you his story. But before I do that, okay. I want to um, talk about our second partner, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Yep, I'm going there today, too. Dr. Kelly, you're getting adjusted today. Yep. I just read a good tagline because she was written about in um, our little community newspaper. Elmer's Patch. And one quote that she said is, healthy families by choice, not chance. Mm, I love that. What does that mean to you? Well, meaning that deciding to have a healthy family or having a healthy family does take some uh, effort. And when I say investment, investment, thank you, much better word, investment where you have to make a decision. Do I just want to be on autopilot and hope for the best and Mm -hmm. cross my fingers that everybody's healthy and do the exact same thing we're doing? Or do I maybe start thinking of other ways to treat my body well and, and to stay healthy in a from top to bottom way? Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, nutrition, chiropractic, a more holistic way. Right. Um, so anyways, we just had somebody at the door, and now we're going to keep on going. Okay, who was it? It was our neighbor, Mark. Oh, okay. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Bye, Mark. We were just talking about him. Yes, we were. Yes. He, right. he, he could felt feel, the vibration. He could. He could. We love him, Okay. Mark. So, uh, Tree of Life, 630-941-8733, chirotree.com. So, check them out. So, Todd Marinovich is somebody who I think was in the 80s. He, he was um, an athlete, and he was born and bred by his father to be the best possible athlete growing up. Like, he ate fruits and vegetables, and the, even when this dad was, had him as an infant, he stretched him out because his dad was an expert in nutrition. And oh, my gosh. So, like, he truly bred this person to be an NFL quarterback. Oh, so I was just going to say what kind football, of athlete. Football. Okay. So he was good. He was really good. And But it turned out the story, as it may seem to go this way, he ended up having problems with drugs, and he played in the NFL for a few years. And my intent is not to give the whole story away, but the bottom line is this was a father who pushed his son into athletes, uh, into athletics. Well, it sounds like he, the child was born, and there was no thought to who is this child. It was what do I want for this child. Right. Well, if you, oh, sorry. And I don't pretend to be in that household. Like There was even a documentary on ESPN, and it mm-hmm. wasn't as critical as the media made it seem. So I don't think this dad was as bad as... Maybe some people made it seem, but the bottom line is it's safe to say that he was pushed in a direction and wasn't given much of a well, choice. if he's about stretching it. out his baby's limbs, right. I would say he's got a, There's some a dream there. that he but needs then to fulfill. Apparently, in the, in the write-up on the documentary on ESPN 30 for 30, when this uh, uh, kid, Todd, after, I think, football, he turned to heroin or something like mm. that. And his, it was his father who helped him through that rehab. Oh, good. So I don't mean to demonize his father. There was some healing. There was some healing mm-hmm. going on. Good. Um, but the bottom line is he, um, we talk about these, success, these successful athletes, and we as parents have these kids who play these sports, and there's a line between encouraging our kids mm-hmm. and pushing our kids. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if you had any quick thoughts on how you distinguish the difference between encouragement and pushing. I can I can distinguish it in a number of ways, but the probably the most important way is there the consciousness aspect. And what I mean by that is when you are encouraging, are you encouraging because it's your dream and I'm talking to you parents because it's a dream either you didn't fulfill or a dream that you did fulfill that you think your child f- should fulfill as well. You know, all, all the, well, I was in the NFL and my son's going to be in the NFL. And I'm not judging that as bad. I'm just saying some people don't even think. They just say, well, I have a son. This is what he's going to do. Right. That's the unconscious place is this is what happens next because I want it to and because it's my dream. 
versus your child shows a really um, extreme interest in something where they seem to have a natural talent. And we all know, you know, with our own children, what that can look like. It's different for everybody. They have a natural ta- uh, talent and they, um, they, they're really attracted to something. And we do what we can to support them and encourage them. And maybe they, you know, like with my children, they sometimes ask for ideas, you know, like, well, what can I do about this? You know, what can I do when I get a Charlie horse in my leg? What can I do when I get tired and I don't feel like running? Like they're looking for tools. And so in that way we can support them and encourage them and say, you know, here's some, here's some things you can do to be the best you can be. But my intention is not for them to be the best. So I feel good. Mm -hmm. My intention is so they feel good. But I think, um, a lot of parents would say, well, in order for them to feel good, they need to be extremely successful at the sport. And I don't believe in that. Right. But I think a lot of parents do. They're like, I'm doing my child a service, a blessing to push him even though he resists or she resists because I know what she wants or he wants better than they do. Well, Because as the parent, we know what the long-term effect is. And if they are so successful that they go to the NFL or they're so successful that they go to the Olympics or whatever, and they do it because they got pushed so hard, they say, see, I was right. I did it. So now here's my response okay. to the challenge. I was going to say, I have a lot of things to say My to response is, first of all, maybe they do make it to the NFL or maybe they do go to the Olympics, but at what cost? Right. One is, what is their relationship with their parents now? Right, right. Two is, maybe they are the most successful sports figure in the world. But they're miserable. But they're miserable people. Right. So it's, it's, I think that's my first take on that. Uh, and can I interrupt about something that, sure. why are people, what's the deal with Ryan Lochte and why is he annoying? I've had a bunch of my girlfriends say to me. Is the swimmer like, guy? Yeah. They've said, um, you know, I just want to see Ryan, someone, one of my girlfriends posted the other day, Ryan Lochte just needs to swim and stop talking. Oh, I have no what idea. What is his story? No idea. Let's, let's throw that out to our listeners and help yeah. us out with that. I, and I don't know because I know he's a swimmer and I saw him beat Mike, uh, Michael Phelps and I know he's big and all that, but I don't know what he comes cross as yeah. so but anyway um i don't know where we left off but here i have a good quote okay so the same kid todd marinovich who went to uh he played football at usc and then okay. he was on the raiders this is his quote he said just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're born to do it what okay. do you think of that oh definitely just because you have a natural i mean when and when i say a kid has a natural talent for something you've got to combine a natural talent with their heart is in it you and i this is interesting we'll get into this a little later when we talk about my blog but i was watching uh, jc soccer team play mm-hmm. on saturday and i'll talk more about jc later but there was something about that team that every girl on that team was playing with heart mm-hmm. and w- and it doesn't mean because they got a million goals i'm not talking about they were killing the other team and that means they have heart i mean they were just invested and on, a, could, on a hot day man they on were... a hot day they were not complaining they were like i'll go in mm-hmm. i'll do it i'll do it they were i've never seen i'm getting chills right now i've never seen that well, it I, this all comes is... back to the coaching <laughs> i know I'm the, assist- the coach. I'm the assistant coach. yes but you've been coaching some of these girls sure. you know for the last couple of years so my point is is that when I see that, it's clear. I feel it. The hair on the top of my head sticks up, and I'm like, wow, that, those girls are playing with heart. And then you can see someone who's playing well, who, who's good, who has maybe natural talent in some way, but they could kind of care less, right. and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. They're not playing with heart. Mm-hmm. It may come really easily to them, but they're not invested. Mm-hmm. So just because it comes easily to them, does that mean that that's where you want them to point their life? Because your definition of success is you'll be famous, you'll have money, people will know you, then therefore you're successful. 
I don't, be- I don't believe in that anymore. I think right. there was a long time where I did. Success to me means that you feel content, period, and that you feel good in, your, in yourself and in your body and that you enjoy being around other people and that you bring something to the world and offer something, even if it's just that you smile at people when you walk down the street. You don't have to be, again, fame. Right. We've, we've mismatched the idea of success with fame. Right. And if you feel good about what you're doing, then you've made it. Because mm-hmm. what else do we want for our children? Every parent says to me, I want my child to be happy. Right. So who cares how that looks for them? Right. Let them figure Let that them out. Let them figure out what happy means. And now here's the other thing to balance this out. If there's a child who loves sports, who loves football, who wants to be a quarterback, who has natural talent, who loves it, and those two things come together, mm-hmm. the intention in the heart and the fame, great. Mm-hmm. It's not about fame being bad. Right. Again, it's not. we don't need to demonize or, or, or put anything down. It's just about that for some people, that's not what they want. Well, I have an example. Okay. You and I went to go see a, a, a speaker about a month ago, and her name is Annie Burnside. Yes. And she she's a friend of yours. Yes, she is. And she told a story about how, I don't know if this is going, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling the story, is there? No, she wrote her, about it, I think. Okay, her daughter was a really good soccer player. Mm-hmm. And she played, you know, I don't know, she was in she high was school travel, now, traveling, traveling team. league and all that. And her daughter walked up to her as the next season was about to begin saying, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And it caught Annie off guard, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, she had to take a breath. And in the end, she did what we would have done, which is, all right, if it really doesn't speak to you, then we'll stop. She actually had her do an exercise where she said, you know, okay, let's walk through this. Let's visualize this. You know, put your hand on your heart, sit down, visualize yourself playing soccer next year. How does that feel in your body? Mm -hmm. And her daughter said... I don't remember the word she used, but something to the, to the like stressful. Right. She said something like stressful, tense. She said, now put your hand on your heart. Visualize yourself next year not playing soccer. How does that feel? And she said, it feels fantastic. And that's all she She needed. goes, that's your answer. So Annie's response wasn't immediately, oh, okay, no problem. She she, she said, let's talked walk, it let's through, talk through this. with her. So and we should, just because we're talking about her, we should uh, say the name of her book on the air. Too. Oh, she wrote a book called Soul to Soul Parenting. Her website is AnnieBirdside.com, and she's wonderful. Yeah, it's a really good book. She's a really good writer and really good presenter and just a good person. So check it out. Um, so I did my, so now this isn't necessarily um, sports, but entertainment. Uh, Michael Jackson is probably a victim mm, of an overbearing father, right? I, I would say that. So I honestly don't... I know the guy was a little kooky. I, I mean, Michael obviously was, but his dad... What was his dad's deal? Did he, like, beat him and stuff? Well, yeah, there is some... Again, it's nothing... I don't I don't think he's ever said, yes, I did this, but I think all the children have said they came from a, an abusive home in the sense that, yes, they were um, hit, um, but that there was just a lot of emotional abuse, a lot of pressure, and a lot of expectation that dad had that they be successful. Mm-hmm. And so however that showed up, whatever they had to do, even if they had to lose their childhood to do it. And see, now someone would say, well, but he got to be Michael Jackson. But I would say, he's not here anymore. Right, exactly. And he was miserable for the majority of his life. He did fantastic things. And here's the thing that I struggle with or that, I, you know, the way I try to view, to view the world. He had natural talent, and his dad saw that. But if they could have done it, if, if he could have supported him, and allowed him to have some choices here and there, you know, like done it with him, supported him and partnered with him rather than pushed him, could he have been as successful? A lot of people would say no. How do you know? Mm -hmm. Could he have been successful? Maybe not, I don't know, maybe it couldn't have been those extremes. Maybe the ego wouldn't have been that big. But um, could he have had a happy life and been able to raise his children and been able to stay here on earth longer? I don't know. I don't have the answers, but it's the same 
conversation that you and I had on the show a few weeks ago about you said that being, um, you know, pushed off a diving board, right. you know, you said, well, my dad, you know, encouraged me to go or push me off. And so I went off and it was fun. And I thanked him for... Because it was fun. Because it was fun. And, and I really struggled with that with you in our early parenting years because I'm like, listen, I didn't want to do it. But as soon as I was, you know, encouraged slash pushed to do this thing, whatever it might be, whether it's off a diving board or into the deep end of the pool or whatever it is, um, I loved it. Right. So I'm like, that's got to be the right answer. And but your response was... my perspective was, was, who says you wouldn't have jumped off that diving board the next day, the next year, the next summer, two weeks later? Without the push. Without the push, you would have been ready. And guess what you would have integrated? Mm-hmm. I trust myself mm-hmm. because I did it when I was ready. And it doesn't mean he couldn't have encouraged you. Do you see the difference between encourage and support? Son, I know you can do this. Right. And when you do it, I will support you. Right. Um, but I will also support your decision to not. Right. But I want to tell you, this is definitely something I could see you doing. Okay, so let's wrap this up. So success versus... Encouragement. Encouragement. But can I say one more thing about this? Sure. Um, is that we have to trust that if we're doing what we love and that we're following our heart in whatever that looks like, it could be sports, it could be dance, but it could also be mathematics or it could be teaching or it could be you know working outside doing construction doesn't matter what it is if we're following our heart we're going to be successful in the definition of success meaning we'll be able to manage we'll be able to we'll make enough money because we'll love what we're doing Mm -hmm. and we'll also feel good in our skin and we may not be on tv right but we're still going to have a happy life so i think the shift is really about does happy is fame and money happiness, or is it really knowing yourself and trusting who you are? And that's the big shift that this society needs to make. Okay, very okay? good. All right, so now um, I have a confession to make. Let's hear. I have a confession, and then I've made a decision. Oh my goodness! Um, this the, is tense. Conf- the confession is um, our oldest daughter, JC. Uh, she was in T-ball way back when. Yes. And I was a T-ball coach. Yes. And my first love is baseball. I'm a White Sox fan. Okay. So when it came time to sign up Skylar for the sports this fall, um, I asked her what she wanted to do, and she really didn't care, and she was fine with whatever we... I said, you want to do baseball or soccer or whatever? So it was basically, I'm kind of the one in charge of sports, and you're the one in charge mm-hmm. of school and other mm-hmm. things. And I put her in soccer. And I feel like my red, white, and blue American stripes are being torn... Ripped, a, ripped apart mm-hmm. because I put her in soccer because... It makes more sense, even though I love baseball more. Mm-hmm. But at, when you have a five-year-old trying to play baseball, you have 20 kids mm-hmm. at the field, and 19 of them are standing around mm-hmm. versus soccer, where most of them are moving all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I am not a good American. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that horrible? I think you're a good American. I also think that it works better with our family because my oldest daughter's my middle daughter doesn't play a sport, but my oldest daughter plays no, soccer. And no, it makes... I, I said, maybe, Cameron, maybe you'll play sports next year. <laughs> or no, maybe you'll play soccer next year. She said, Daddy, I am never, ever playing soccer. And amen. That's not her thing. But anyways, She's, go ahead. She likes to dance and sing and play the harmonica. Yes, she does. Um, a lot of harmonica. Yeah, a lot of harmonica. On. Shane, our, uh, my sister-in-law, gave her a harmonica, and she's been playing it since she got it. Yikes. Um, she's got a different, and that's what I mean. If you said, no, you play sports because in this family we play sports, she'd be miserable. Yes. This is a perfect example. And you know what? You say, because you coach um, JC's team and Skyler's team, you say, hey, be an assistant coach with me, and you can help. Great. I'd love to do that. And then she still gets her fill mm-hmm. of watching sports, understanding sports, being a team player. Right. 
And, you know, in theater, she's a team player. Right. She has to be in, you know, in an ensemble, and she has to learn how to sing with a group. So she's getting team. Yeah. We get very focused on you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And there are many ways for things to look in people's lives. And if you listen to what your kids say, they'll tell you. They know. But when you start to tell them what to do, guess what they're going to do? They're going to keep coming to you mm-hmm. and saying, what do I do next? Right. And so we have to help them trust themselves. So the bottom line is I'm not a bad American? Yeah, I'm sorry. I got off of your issue, honey. <laughs> no, you're not. Because it just makes sense right now. The thing is, is a Skylar... But, but she's probably never going to play organized baseball now. Cause how you do you know? I don't know. Okay, that's exactly what we're talking about. She is four. She's four. Yeah, but you got to start these kids <laughs> off early. <laughs> that's the mentality. You're feeding into the mentality. She may decide... You know what I just read? This what? You'll love this. What? This woman, I don't watch this show. Manisha and Chris watch this show called So You Think You Can Dance. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of other people do, but they talk about it a lot. There is a, not a host, but a judge. Mm-hmm. And she is one of the judges on this show. And she's a, she's a dancer. You know when she started dancing? When? College. Yeah, that's crazy. And now she is a she became like a ballroom dancer and did true. all these it's things. It's never too late. It's never too late. And we take her to baseball games. She sees what baseball games are. Mm-hmm. She watches the Sox on right. TV with it's, us. She's exposed She's to exposed. It. So if she chooses to play that, I didn't start playing baseball until I was in like second, third grade. And then I was really good. Remember on, how good I was? You were on B3. That was basketball. Oh, sorry. I stopped um, basketball. I, my story about that is that I've been playing golf off and on since I was like seven years old. And okay. I still kind of suck. Okay. I still shoot about 100. Yeah. And my customer, John, his last name is Toll, and nobody knows who he is, but he started playing when he was in, like, 30 or 25. And he's great, right? And he's amazing. There you go. I get so frustrated at him. I know. I get very upset. You know why? Because you've bought into, I've done it longer, I should be better. Where's the? Why is that true? I know. And he's never gotten lessons. He's just... Yes. That drives me crazy. You know why? He probably goes out and enjoys it. And he doesn't have that whole... He's in... You know, he started learning it in the afternoon of his life where he wasn't focused on the competition and being better and you got to do it this way. And he doesn't have 10 different lessons stuck in his head. He's moving with his heart. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So anyways, that's my thing. So then my uh, decision was, in years past, I get really into fantasy football and I waste nine hours on a Sunday, give or take, watching... Meaningless, not meaningless, but Todd's in three, three football leagues, leagues which right is now. too, which is one too many. Two leagues is is what I should be in. Well, how about one? No. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> my decision is I'm going to watch the Bears game, okay. and I'm not going to watch any other game because September, October, November Sundays are amazingly awesome weather days. Isn't it the best? And I feel like I am. Uh, it's a disservice to my children and to my family to waste that much time. So mm-hmm. I've decided that I'm going to watch the Bears game. And then I'm going to have something else planned because if it's just, hey, let's hang around the house, I'm going to watch the game. So I need to plan something for the other game because if I don't have something planned and we're not going somewhere or not something's not on the schedule, I'm going to sit in front of my laptop and watch football. Well, that stresses me out a little bit because on Saturday and Sunday... You don't even have to be a part of the plan. Oh, okay. I'm going to take the girls somewhere. Oh, okay. But if I'm just sitting around... I'm going to watch the game. Okay. I'm going to barricade myself in the basement. Okay. Well, you're going to extremes here because you could do things and hang out and occasionally check the game, but you're saying it's so much of an addiction. I can't. Okay. I understand that. So that's my plan. All right. So then um, tournament of bad. Oh, I don't have any. I have have one. Gym class. When I was in gym class, it was basketball, football, baseball, all these awesome sports. And I asked these girls what they do in gym class. She said, red light, green light. Okay. Oh my God! What are they doing? Red light, green light. They're, they're but that's not sports. That's not gym. Gym is fun stuff, not red light, oh my green gosh. light. You are so red, not right. If the gym was called playground, 
If the class was called Playground, then it would be Red Light, Green Light. But in gym class, you play fun things. Todd, that, these girls love Red Light, Green Light. And yeah. guess what it helps with? And you play it, that at the park. Impulse control. It's running. There's a little competition in it. The other thing it's, that they did? Okay. Musical hula hoops. That sounds fun. Oh, my gosh. It's brutal. I don't even know what it is. It helps with their listening skills. No, you play basketball, baseball, football. You're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck. You're, you got to open your mind to that there's other way. You, you, to you. To you. You play sports and you get all happy inside. Mm-hmm. Guess what? There's some kids in that gym class who don't want to play basketball. Your wife is one of them. Remember B3? Yeah, you were I on B3. I was not good at basketball. But musical hoop sounds good to me. Yeah. So you have to... And you that's something you play in the playground with your girlfriend. So is basketball. I know, but it's gym class. I know, but what I'm saying is you don't understand as a teacher, as an educator, what the things they're trying to focus on. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my last thing, because then we got to cut this portion of the show okay. off, is, uh, oh, Avid Company. Oh, they yes. They are our uh, awesome sponsors, painting, remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Our friend Jeremy, he'll come to your house sick. He'll come to your house sick. <laughs> so um, without further ado, we're going to stop this section of the show. If you're downloaded... Then we're going to talk for a few more Yeah, if you're on demand, you'll get a a little more time. But if you're live, have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we're here. Doctor. 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 And doctor. That's from... Flutch. uh, No, no. It's from Spies Like Us. Oh. And I've always thought that was from Fletch. No, no. Okay. It's Chevy Chase. I I know. That's why I thought it was Fletch. And one tournament, a bad thing I wasn't able to share... Yes. ...is that you call them tennis shoes. (laughs) Why do you call them tennis shoes? I don't know. I grew up with... A lot of people call them tennis shoes. My mom called them tennis shoes. They were called tennis shoes. How often did you play tennis in your tennis shoes? I didn't play tennis, except in gym class. Right. It should be called gym shoes. (laughs) And I call them tennies. Yikes. They're gym shoes. (laughs) You have a big problem with that, but I think it's just tennis shoes is just fine. You're the one with the problems. <laughs> I totally win all the arguments. Because <laughs> he always has to add the last word, and I just laugh most of the time, except when I'm mad. You have to have the last word. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, I'm uh, trying to take a drink of my all right, coffee. So what's with this airplane thing? Okay, can I take a drink? Hold sure. on. Fill the space. I am filling space <laughs> while Kathy okay. drinks coffee. Um. The airplane thing. What I thought... Well, first of all, I wanted to say something about the blog that I wrote today. And I'm actually going to write another one today. But I wrote a blog about JC playing um, soccer this weekend. Because I went to her game. And as Todd and I were talking about in the earlier part of the show, she's been playing for a few years. And she's always liked it. I mean, she's always enjoyed the games. And my oldest daughter likes to compete. It's It really has been a part of her since she was zero. Yes. Um, she's a little more like me. She's a little more like her daddy and they love to compete and, you know, she loves to kind of know her boundaries, you know, how far can I go? Um, how low can you go? Yes. And I don't even mean that in a behavior way. I right. mean like in a, she's not a behavior issue. It's much, It's just she wants to, you know, she likes to, what's the word? She's competitive. She wants she, to win. She wants to win. <laughs> That's the best way. So I went to her game and I've gone to games plenty of times and I was sitting down and, you know, the first game, the game started and it was so interesting because I was watching her and she was running and she was kicking this ball 
And she looked really good. And I don't mean because she did anything crazy out of the ordinary, but her body is coming together. Mm -hmm. Like, she's got this graceful run, and she's always been a good runner, Mm -hmm. but it's always been like a little kid run. She's got this, like, fluid motion now, and she is really focused on the ball. Like, there were times when, you know, I was watching soccer games, and the girls were, like, picking flowers and jumping on each other's backs. Like, they were kind of indifferent. That is not what's going on this year. I mean, JC is, like, in it to win it. And it was interesting because I was watching and I was sitting up straight. I almost got tears in my eyes. And you turned around and looked at me. And you go, doesn't JC look different this mm-hmm. year? And I said, yes. I was just thinking that. And, again, in this game, even though she did fantastic, great defense, there were no gl- glory moments. It wasn't like we were like, oh, she's so – it was just she has changed. Yeah. She has grown up. And it was one of those – moments that I got teary because I felt like I was watching it. Right. I felt really happy because I didn't miss it. It didn't like, I didn't, didn't take wake, it for granted. Right. You didn't wake up like, whatever. Five years from now. Yeah. You, and you know, maybe you missed, you know, a whole bunch of games or you never missed those games. No. So you, you, through the course of when we finished last spring to when we started this fall, I saw everything her changed. Every, her body changed. And she's not even... Did she have a huge growth spurt? I don't think so. Well, the difference is she's... Uh, it's a third and fourth grade league. Yes. Now she's in fourth grade. Yes. So she's going up against people either her age or one year younger. Yes. Versus last year, she's going against people either her age or one year older. And at that stage, it makes a big difference. And I think she's integrated a lot of the things she's learned. Sure. Now, you know, it's kind of like when you're uh, learning to drive. Right. And initially, you have to think about everything you're doing or right. doing yoga. you got to think about your feet, whatever. Whatever it is, you're constantly focusing on these different parts. And all of a sudden, all the parts come together. Right. And so you don't even, when you're driving, you don't even need to think. Well, when she even said that she wants to travel for the traveling team. I and know. what did you say to her? I said, if that is important to you, we can make that happen. What would you be willing to give up? Because you're doing a lot of different things. And she said, I would give up everything, Mm -hmm. including, what did she say? She's just starting orchestra. And she said, I'd even give that up. And I said, well, wait a second. Let's at least start and see what you think. And I said, but we'll talk about it at the end of this season. And if that's important to you, your dad and I will support you in that. Am I super pumped about driving around in a traveling team? No. But my daughter is saying, this is important. And not only is it important, but it's more important than my dance class. It's more important than, you know, these other other activities that I'm in. And I hear that. Guitar lessons. Guitar lessons. Jer. That's our friend Jared teaches, teaches her guitar. So what's about what's with this airplane thing? Well, I I heard it's a s- metaphor. It's a metaphor. You move all the time. You know how you're just saying that you are watching TV, and if you can't watch the the the, um, the football game, then you need to go plan something and do something. Do right. do 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 do. Yes, I'm always you, moving. You and I are very different in that way because I can't. When I say can't, I don't want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. I need space between my do. You know, like I want to do something. I'm very active all day. If you look at my day, I've got a lot of stuff going on. But in between things, I need some space. And some of sometimes it's just to breathe or eat or think or to kind of re, you know, get some energy back. Because if I go from one thing to the next to the next, I'm not fully present. Right. You know, I'm just kind of lost. And I heard a metaphor yesterday on TV where they were talking about even an airplane when it's taxiing around, mm-hmm. it's taxing, taxing, it's, it's moving, moving, it's moving. towards the takeoff runway place. And before it takes off, it stops. It pauses. It pauses. And then it starts. Right. And that's a great, you know, if you kind of start to integrate these principles, you'll see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's nature. Right. You know, it's universe. Is that when you are going, 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 sometimes it's good to take a breath. Why do you think those pilots pause and stop? You know what? I honestly don't know. It's probably part of their checklist. Like they need to, maybe it's to look for birds. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? 
but there's purpose behind it. There's got to be, and there's purpose behind not being on autopilot. We only... Remember the autopilot from Airplane? Yeah, the, the blow-up doll. The blow-up inflatable guy. Yeah, he was happy. Yeah, he, he, he had a good flight. <laughs> Remember he was um, smiling? He it was Otto. Oh, I didn't know His that. name was Otto because at the end it said, and you know... Remember after Otto. something was done to him, he yes. had like a big smile on his face? He had a big smile on his face turned around, yes. That was hilarious. That was a great movie. But anyway, I can't pretend to know why pilots stop and then... But it's a great metaphor for us because I think what we do is we look at a day and we say, I'm just going to get through it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push through it. And guess what happens? Every activity you're in, you're not even really present. You're just trying to get to the next activity. And so then whoever you're with isn't getting full you, whatever work you're doing isn't getting full you, and you're just trying to get back in bed. Is it John Lennon's quote where he says, life is what happens to you when you're making other, busy making other plans? Yes. Thank you. And how do you experience life unless you take a pause? I don't know, but that's something I need to learn bad. I know. And there are moments where I do that, and there are many more moments where I don't. Well, and I think it's a practice. I don't think it's something that, um, you know, you either got it or you don't. Anybody can practice this. But what you have to, I think, learn or what you need to, like, integrate is that taking a pause and relaxing, you may feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but notice that that's because you're not on autopilot. Your body's saying, go, go, go. See, because I think people say, well, I'm uncomfortable with that, so I'm not going to do it. Well, that's the work, Mm -hmm. is to get comfortable in being. Yeah. A friend of mine... um gave me this website called Zen Habits. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the first ones I got, I forget the terminology that the author used, but they're just little daily reminders of how to be more mindful. And I think it was something about full screen. And he's talking about even on our computers, we'll have like eight things open yes. at the same time. Oh my gosh, so so you go from this to that to that to this. And his suggestion was have one thing open right, and just do it. And guess what happens to people? They feel uncomfortable. They think I should be doing 10 things at once. It's the illness of our society right. is that we do not feel good about ourselves, productive, or that we are good people unless we multitask task 50 things at once. Right. And I started learning this really deeply when I became a mom, and I wrote about it a lot, about the whole idea of productivity and what that means. Right. To me, meditation is productive. Doing yoga is productive. Finding exercise time is productive. Eating well and taking time to make a good smoothie is productive. But I've it, it took me years to shift that thinking. Right. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, that comes naturally. I had to do a lot of work mm-hmm. to figure out that it is good for me when I've had a full week to have a Saturday, and this rarely happens, but where I'm not on all the time. I like checking things off lists. I know you do, honey. And, you know, but you're you've, you're at a different place. Yes. You, uh, you used to be a lot more on autopilot where... Well, and sometimes there will be weeks where I'm on autopilot, and the next week I will relax and take a breath and right. be more mindful. Like you said, it's not perfection. It's no. practice, and you got to keep doing and it. And it's practice, and, and understanding that when you feel that discomfort, when you're just being, that knowing that you can breathe through that and start to question that. Remember, what, you know, question that thinking. Right. Question that feeling, because that may be your cellular memory, meaning that's what you nat- you naturally do because you've practice that for 40 years but what do you really want to be do you want to be calm and and tension free or do you want to be constantly tense i want to be worry free do you that's my goal yeah just quit worrying yeah that's i know well it doesn't do any good does it no and again we said this quote last week but it's worth saying again worry is like praying for what you don't want or my thing is worry pretends to be necessary. But it's not. It's, it's not, not helping. Someone would say, but it is, because if I don't worry, I won't get it done. Not That's true. That's not true. 
Not true. Um, so we should get into the promotion part because, okay. like I said, whoever listens to us at like the forty-minute mark are our real, true blue die-hard fans. The true blues. So what are you okay, promoting? A few things. This Friday uh, we have family yoga at the Daily Method, and that's in Elmhurst. And Todd and I and the girls are teaching, and we're going to talk about anger. We're going to talk about how to, and we're going to talk about um, that anger is an okay emotion, but ways to release it, and yoga is one of those ways. So bring your kids, bring yourself, and we'll have that discussion, and we'll also do a lot of stretching, and it'll be fun. And then also, as far as events, I was just telling Todd that this fall is super full. Mm -hmm. Todd and I, I have a lot of presentations. Todd and I together have a lot of things, and so I really would like to push you to my events page on my website, kathycadams.com. I'm actually going to work on it right now so I can update everything. But Todd and I have a presentation in October at um, in Niles, Illinois, at the Leaning Tower YMCA, talking about talk, talking to kids about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. Let's talk about all, all the, the good, good things, things and the bad things that may be. That was the longest singing we've done. Anyway, where that came from? <laughs> um, we are going to talk about basically. For the parents, the bottom line is you got to get comfortable with it yourselves to talk to your ch- your children about it. And then there's just so many other great things coming up. And um, and as always, we want to promote the idea. If you can get a group together, we'd love to come talk to your group. We would, but Tani, I'm telling you, oh, this fall is of full. Space. I, 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 plenty of space. We got to fill I, in our this open space. Is exactly what I'm talking about. Plenty, I need space. Plenty. Okay, whatever. Call it. us and we'll talk about it. And then the last thing is I have a blog at Chicago Now called the Self Aware Parent. So this blog I was talking about with JC is there, and there'll be many others. So um, for all these diehard fans, um, one thing that you mentioned that we can do, if you go to our Zen Parenting Facebook page, mm-hmm. you can go to that message box, mm-hmm. and there's a drop-down arrow, mm-hmm. and you can add Zen Parenting Radio as your favorites or your interest. Subscribe. You can subscribe to it, so it's more likely that whatever we post on there, we'll you'll on see your on your news feed, so mm-hmm. you can do that. And you can even share. So if... Uh, if you want to share our page with all your friends, think about like if we had just maybe a hundred people share their uh, share our page on their newsfeed, we can grow exponentially. I know, and it's more crazy. people can listen, and then you can have more discussions about the things we discuss. Yeah. So, oh, and what about our book club thing? Uh, not this week because oh. I don't feel like I got Todd and I are doing. It's actually totally Todd's idea, but we're reading a book called The Untethered Soul, and yeah. we're we're running a little book club um, on, on a private Facebook. page. Yeah, yeah, on a private Facebook. page. But we'll talk about it next week. Right. Okay. We'll talk okay. about it next week. This was, this was an interesting discussion. Thank you. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. All right. Have a great day. Have a great week. This is Kathy Adams. This is Todd Adams. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.